0: You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app.
1: Hello and welcome to the Marketing Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Burbridge. Today we're talking about what everyone is talking about in the marketing world, generative AI, and more specifically, chat GPT. I sat down with Craig Stein, Senior Consultant at R3, to talk all things AI. However, Craig is not my only guest today. We're bringing ChatGPT itself into the conversation to see what AI thinks its role in marketing should be. This is the first of a two-part installment on the podcast, as we have a lot of ground to cover. So, let's get to it. Everyone, we are here in the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast virtual studio, and we are talking about the thing everybody is talking about in marketing nowadays, chat GPT. Yes, this is the episode, and we've got a good friend and a brilliant mind to discuss this latest phenomenon in marketing, Craig Stein, Senior Consultant at R3. Craig, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today.
2: Awesome! Thank you so much for having me. I mean, brilliant mind. I don't know. We'll we'll find out the the AI might be smarter than me, but uh, I've got I've got AI in my name, so uh, well, you know yeah. I'm, I'm halfway there.
1: We're already there. Yeah, it's in your DNA. <laughs> and you bring up a very good point because you are not our only guest today. We're actually going to be checking in with the platform itself. That's right. It was a big get and a very lengthy rider, but ChatGPT is a guest on the show today. And so we're going to be getting its opinion on some of the questions we're going to be discussing. But before we get into the fun, before the mad circus begins, Craig, tell us a little bit about yourself and how your journey led you to R3. Awesome! Yeah, again, like super pumped to be here. Uh, my my journey
2: began uh, as a child. Let's talk about that. I uh, as sort of a '80s '90s kid uh, exposed to a, a ton of pop culture and ads just stuck with me and possibly stuck with me more than uh, a lot of the content uh, that I often spit out as I talk in quotes and references uh, throughout my day but really just fell in love with advertising communication that led me to school to Boston University which has a fantastic communications program and uh, that's where I just truly you know sort of brought that passion and and once again uh just found my love for for marketing and getting communications out there. And that that was a super awesome ride. I particularly fell in love with media. You know, this idea of kind of business and creative merging together just very much felt like me and my personality. And so uh, right out of the gate, I spent, uh, geez, I spent 18 years at various advertising agencies, uh, big and small. I've been really fortunate to work on brands, uh, building AI like like Google, things like Airbnb, T-Mobile, Amex. I um, have a really great ride there. Uh, two years ago, I joined uh, the marketing consultancy R3. Uh, a little burnt out sort of on the agency side of things, but knew I could do more, help more. And uh, for the past couple of years, I've been helping large global clients with really complex marketing challenges, the AI one included. So uh, a really awesome ride and, and hopefully, uh, you know, one I, I can continue on.
1: That's an impressive resume, my friend. This is exactly why we're bringing you on to talk about this subject. And it's funny. I just want to go back to the kind of childhood attachment to advertising above, you know, some other like actual properties or or shows or whatever. The integrated campaign between Pizza Hut and the Land Before Time makes me feel more nostalgic and warm and fuzzy inside than like. Half of the classic Disney movies or things that are like, you know, indelible parts, but that branded partnership still, you know, I can see it in my mind like it was yesterday. Um, the, so. the power
2: of marketing You know, I think often, I mean, you know, the crew Listening to this will appreciate it, but people dunk On it, like, oh, advertising, skip But, you know, the 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 indelible Mark that really interesting Fun comms can make Like, I got Nerf ads running in my head You know, right now, like, let's go to Discovery Zone, like, that stuff really resonates As much as, you know, the 800th time I've watched Ghostbusters
1: So let's, let's jump into it, I could literally Spend all day talking about 90s Advertising, but we are talking today about ChatGPT. Now, you were just saying that you, you've you had the opportunity to work with a lot of brands and you're currently working. I know R3 has got an amazing roster of clients. What are the most common questions you're getting about ChatGPT and generative AI in general?
2: Yeah, I think it breaks down into about four or five things. The, the first one, and I think we're all kind of feeling this, is, oh my God, what is happening in the world? World of AI, it is moving so fast. How can I stay on top of it? How can I prepare for it? And you know, to, to answer that, it's it's really fascinating what's happening with with this technology. Again, my, my background is media, so if you look at the advent of of the internet or um, social media or you know, programmatic things that that have moved quickly, this is blazing blazing speed. And it's changing, you know, day over day, month over month. You know, I think the big chat GPT craze started a couple months ago and we're just we're moving beyond that. Right. Uh, GPT-4 wow. was released, Bard and Claude and mm-hmm. everybody else is, is, is coming out. And so this is a race. And so the, the the genie is out of the bottle on this one. And, you know, what, what we tell our clients is it's it's about preparedness, continue to, to digest, to understand, to have those internal conversations. But most importantly, you know, sort of Boy Scout motto, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Make sure internally that your organization is prepared for this, that you have the right kinds of technology, MarTech, the right kinds of people, data analysts, people who can, can speak to the AI, right? Because there's a particular way to talk to it to ensure you get the best out of it. But it is going to change everything. I, You know, this, is, this This is not a fad. This is a real genuine sort of shift in the way, you know, we're all going to work or to be grand, you know, just in humanity. And so it's about that kind of preparedness. The second question is just sort of how can I be involved? What is my competition doing? Am I doing the right thing? And this one's tough because the answers aren't there yet because of that fast evolution. So it's, yes, this idea of of being prepared, but experimentation. You gotta dive in, you gotta try it. The competition certainly is doing it. So I think that's, that's really important. The third is, you know, what are my partners doing? What are agencies doing internally, externally? And they're all in the same boat as well. Some are ahead of others. You know, I, I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to to work on Google for many years. Early uh, stages of machine learning got to see that quite early on. And so there's some agencies that have been thinking about this. Those that built their trade desk, their real-time bidding, you know, optimizations and so on and so forth. But um, I think all agencies are in this experimentation place as well. And I think it's it's really important that the communication between marketer and agency, agency and marketplace, uh, you know, is, is happening. So there really isn't one specific answer. Um, the next is just how how can I help my customers, mm-hmm. um, you know, through the use of, of AI? And it's about data it's about first party data which is most important so mm-hmm. uh ensuring that as a marketer you have the right infrastructure ways of working that data that Tech to leverage your data because third-party data you know particularly you know in the United States and Europe is is not something that can be used even some of that data amongst the walled gardens there's obviously been regulation and litigation against that so a marketer's own data is important so they need to know how to use that um and then the last one which is you know very, very much a, a hot topic is, um, you know, is AI coming for all of our jobs? <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, the, the easiest one, you know, it's not. I don't believe it is, but maybe I have the luxury of, of being, uh, you know, in the industry for about 20 years or someone who's just starting. I think what's really in vogue right now uh, is to say, oh, well, copywriters are doomed. Uh, marketing copy, be it you know me as sort of a, a media person or your sort of Don Draper type person, you know that's gone. The the AI is going to create all copy. It's going to be amazing. You know, thanks, thanks for playing. That's that's just not the case. AI will be able to create these things, and that's great. But but my opinion and what we're advising our clients is it is a tool. Mm-hmm. And so maybe your you know, copywriter, junior, senior, whatever, is going to, to have AI help them, but it really genuinely isn't going to replace them. It's a tool that, that copywriters, whether you're writing a deck, you're writing an audio spot, whether you're writing an email, can help you craft it. And I you know I think the thing I, I consider, or the, the parallel is, is this idea, and I think it was sort of Michelangelo when he had you know, building, uh, creating sculptures, right? Mm-hmm. The, the sculpture was there. I had to bring it out. And I think that's a lot of what AI uh, is going to be able to to do for people, right? Just like throwing a calculator at someone when email became more important or, you know, from, you know, ad nerd standpoint when some of these new channels came out. Yes, some jobs will be moved and changed. And I do think that's inevitable in an economy where technology moves quickly, but it is a tool that is going to allow people to to move faster, to be more creative, not necessarily replace them.
1: I'm an optimist. Yes, but I love it. And I think that's, Thank you so much. That was such a, a comprehensive answer. And it's like really does summarize what's going through this industry, the industry's mind at the moment. So thank you very much for that. I just wanted to put a pin on two of the things you said, preparedness. You know, I think a lot of times a lot of people view innovation as kind of, I liken it a lot to like growing bamboo for a very long time, for weeks and weeks and weeks, you were just watering dirt. And anybody on the outside looking at it looks like you're a crazy person wasting your time. And then in 24 to 48 hours, they shoot up 8, 9, 10 feet. I think that a lot of times, oh, well, I'm supposed to talk to chat GPT for an hour. Like this, this feels like wasted time. This feels like I'm playing around. When the tipping point happens and you are caught unawares, I don't know. I just think that there is something about like needing to be ready that is just so crucial and that even it, it, it requires a measure of discipline because I think it could feel like wasting time a lot until you realize why you've been spending all that time.
2: Yeah, this is not crypto. Right. Um sorry and, and sorry to you know no, for, for crypto bros out there, but this is real and is going to have tentacles. I mean, we're talking about marketing, but really in all facets of, mm-hmm. of, of society and existence, and it is that preparedness, it's just It's hard to be prepared for something that we don't quite understand that's moving at that speed. So it's, you know, you got to, you got to place your bets, you got to test and then bring it back to marketing, right? It is, it is about doing those tests and optimizing. And I think that needs to be done within organizations as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And 100%. One last point. I think people who think that AI is going to steal copywriters jobs haven't used it yet exactly Have, haven't actually used ChatGPT yet because tr- trust me go 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 ask it to write a poem or a song or a blog post and you will see very very quickly why you cannot just copy paste that into your cms and call it a day Um, we'll just leave it at that for the
2: moment. Well, exactly. And it's, it's fun to play with, but the output, right. It is by nature, it is predictive, right. So these, these large language models, it is trying to guess what the next thing is based on the inputs you gave it. And well, kind of the black box of, of how it's generating it. And, you know, for for marketing, it's it's not gonna quite have that strategy or that understanding. You know, mm-hmm. you can feed it those kernels of truth, but again, it's just trying to predict the next thing. And while that could help in in, in certain things that are more analytic and performance based, I, I think there's there's a lot of value there. And, and, and you know, we can talk about that, but you know, I don't know what marketer is out there. It's like, you know, I want to do just something that uh, you know, is sort of the next thing or the next version, right? All clients want this, you know, never been done before mm-hmm. Innovation kind of thing right NBdB like it's in every deck I've ever written or seen and yeah. and I think that's really important I just don't think the AI is sophisticated enough currently to do that doesn't mean we won't get there but mm-hmm. go go be a copywriter young folks it, it's okay
1: yeah. you're gonna be fine. The Champions of Growth podcast explores the various aspects of the ANA growth agenda with the goal of helping marketing leaders create a stronger, more sustainable economic future for their brands. With topics ranging from brand safety and ad fraud to marketing organization, host Matthew Schwartz discusses the topics that matter with our industry's foremost leaders. Check out ANA.net slash podcasts to learn more. So as you stated, your specialty is media. So I'd like to just kind of zoom in on that part of the marketing advertising world uh, for a yeah. moment. What are some of the challenges AI presents to media buyers and planners?
2: It's a bit of a duality because I think there's there's both challenges as as well as opportunities. I think the opportunities, which I'll start with, like simple things. And I think this this is for all business, well beyond marketing and certainly media, mm-hmm. but a meeting recap. You know, free up someone's time to do that writing emails, creating templates, doing research, like just these standard things, right? It's built into your email, it's built into Word, it's built into Excel, PowerPoint, whatever you happen to use. I think the productivity piece there is so crucial and that's gonna free up time for things like the big idea and focusing on what's really you know, more important, what we're trying to crack with marketing. No one's sitting around trying to crack a really fantastic email. I do also think as an industry, just speaking, you know, maybe this is tangential, But I I think we as an industry have fallen in love with like the 50 to 100 page PowerPoint presentation and media nerd joke like, you know, it's not cost per page. That's, That's not the CPP we should be, you know, evaluated against. And I think AI tool can really help us. We can still make our 50 page decks and feel valuable, but really get to that three, four, five page executive summary that really is crucial when you are talking to CMOs and people who want to move quickly. So I just think those productivity pieces are really going to help. Next is just, you know, data analysis, really fast, quick analysis of reports that could have been AI generated within a a template and popping in numbers from a campaign, exporting it out, having that be done automatically. It's just going to save a lot of the manual time that, you know, the, the the kings and queens of pivot tables uh, won't need to do anymore. And again, to free them up to do some of the bigger things. Uh, things like faster negotiations, things in, in real-time bidding. I mean, those algorithms are super sophisticated already, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think once that gets connected to things, upper funnel, mid funnel, and that low funnel uh, across the board, I, I'm really excited about that. Um, again, predictive decision-making uh, based on you know, historical data and data that's out there. And then just content creation things like dynamic creative, dynamic plans, dynamic video, what have you. And so, you know, I think, you know, marketers uh, often are talking about, you know, we want to move faster. We want to move at the speed of marketing. And I think AI is very much going to unlock that. So before I get to the challenges, I do want to talk about the opportunities, particularly in the world of yeah. media and why that's important. Some of those challenges, and we talked about it a, a little bit, but erroneous predictions, you know, it still needs human oversight going back to, you know, we'll still have some jobs, particularly when you're spending, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions and more of of client money someone needs to be stewarding this and making sure it is on strategy it makes sense the ai is not like hey you know maybe we should spend a million on search today and so you know obviously that can be um hard-coded in but there are some of those decisions that we you know that, that could be a problem potentially some bad actor stuff but I, I i don't want to get into those ethics right now but ai you know it's it's, it's prone to these hallucinations that it's called but In one of those emails or reports, it could say something wrong or say something ridiculous or Mm -hmm. say something that it thought the input user intended to, but didn't. And I do worry about if we start automating communication amongst each other and the AI is talking uh, to itself and coming back, we're going to lose the bigger picture. So I do have some worries about that for media. Strategy and insights. And I I think this one's really crucial. I, I- I think AI will help with, with certainly the research side of that and some insight generation. But I, I think putting together strategies really from the top down, I, I think that's where it's going to be a tool, not, not a replacement. But I worry it could take us into um, some really funky strategies that might not make sense. And so I, I have some worries there. I think the big one for me is, you know I'm sort of dubbing it targeting abuse. I think it's wrapped with privacy But I I think it's beyond that. I think it's purposeful manipulation of people. Um, You know, if AI is going to create these sort of individual experiences, we as marketing need to be good actors, Uh, you know, sort of the her effect. I don't think we as marketers want every individual to be plugged in to their isolated sort of, you know, universe, metaverse that's there to hawk fantastic nerf products to them. You know, and, and maybe this is a bit cynical. I I just I just hope as an industry we don't go there that it's all about sort of the monetization of it all and creating a reality for individuals. The other side of that is obviously advertising and targeting does provide utility. And so I don't want to discount that, right? It is good to see ads and see content that's that's relevant to you and your life stage and your family and what have you. But I am worried about where where this could take people if the machines do sort of take over uh, control there.
1: It's a valid concern because I think to your earlier point, AI is a tool. This is a hammer. You can build a house or kill a person. And marketing, we don't have the best track record of coming into a new space and taking that more generous, more considerate approach to things. It's just kind of like... Well, this button has been driving sales, so I'm going to push it until both the button and my finger are broken. And I don't think we could do that with AI because things go very quickly. And I think a mistake now is going to be much worse than the mistakes that we made in social media and other places like that.
2: And it rewards bias, right? You talk about social and social very much rewards bias. It it rewards sensationalism. And and I I think, you know, I don't think we should go chasing the issues of social media, but I think those can be a lesson for what this technology could do. And and things like misinformation or just leading people down different rabbit holes could be a problem. And again, just from the marketing side, could just take people into wrong places. I mean, you know, we, we as marketers, you know, freak out when an ad is next to um salacious content you know however we deem Mm -hmm. it or you know we don't want to be around if there's a a natural disaster or an accident and and you know just that to the nth degree with ai where we don't necessarily know about it i think could be a really major problem
1: i couldn't agree with you more however we do have another pov on the situation i want to welcome to the the pod uh chat gpt so uh, let's hear what ChatGPT thinks about AI and the challenges it can present to media buying and planning.
0: AI presents both opportunities and challenges to media planning and buying. Here are some of the challenges. One, data quality. AI relies on data to make decisions, and the quality of the data can significantly impact its effectiveness. Core data quality can lead to inaccurate predictions and decisions, which can result in wasted ad spend too. Algorithm transparency. Some AI algorithms are highly complex, and it can be challenging to understand how they make decisions. This lack of transparency can make it difficult for media planners and buyers to evaluate the effectiveness of AI-driven campaigns and adjust them accordingly. 3. Bias. AI algorithms are only as unbiased as the data they are trained on. If the training data is biased, the AI will be biased as well. This can lead to discriminatory or exclusionary advertising. Overall, while AI presents many opportunities for media planning and buying, it also poses significant challenges that need to be addressed to ensure the technology's effective use.
1: Pretty good answer there. But let's talk, you mentioned it a little bit, but I want to kind of dive in a little bit more. What is the importance of first-party data when it comes to AI-powered marketing?
2: Yeah, I mean that's the whole ball game. And and uh, you know, our, our friend just told us that it's you know, AI is only as good as the data it's fed. It's you know, it, it again, it's about the the first party data that um, you know, companies are, are sitting on. That is the most important data. We've been going there already, right? This is even before AI. Um, you know, third party data is gone or is going away. Uh, lots of those privacy issues, all 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 things we have in industry have been talking about, but a marketer's own data is. Absolutely crucial to using AI well. Um, and again, if you don't have the right structures in place, if you don't have the right technology, the right people, you as a marketer will fail against your competition, who is going to to have those infrastructures um, right. And uh, that data, yeah, will be fed into these AI systems. Um, and the more it gets, the more historical data it gets, um, it is going to make it that much more powerful. What I'm really excited about is taking first-party data and starting to to co-mingle it, you know, in sort of an AI clean room with be it publisher data or partner data. And when that AI and, and, and maybe it's separate AIs from you know, those partners start commingling uh, to create something, that's where I think a lot of magic is really going to happen. Yes, I think we should, you know, some of the, the bias pieces and some of those concerns we talked about, um, we definitely need to be cognizant of that. But you know, marketer data mixed with AI, mixed with human intelligence, I think is going to enhance. Campaigns, make them more interesting, make them more effective, more efficient, and more useful. And I'm I'm really pumped about that.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, I think we don't think enough or talk enough about AI as a specialized tool. You know what I mean? It can, it's the shape of water. It can be it can be an expert at anything you want it to be an expert at. And I think that, yeah, when you start getting different AIs who have really liked the research or the expertise co-mingling, and then with the added element of human imagination and creativity, there are, the possibilities are, are pretty much endless. Let's see what our buddy ChatGPT has to say about the importance of first-party data in AI-powered marketing.
0: First-party data is crucial to AI-powered marketing as it forms the foundation for the algorithms that power the technology. This data includes information such as demographics, browsing behavior, purchase history, and customer interactions. AI algorithms require large amounts of data to be effective, and first-party data provides the most accurate and relevant data for a business's specific customer base. With the right data, AI algorithms can analyze and predict customer behavior, preferences, and intent with much greater accuracy than traditional marketing methods. Using first-party data in AI-powered marketing can help businesses personalize their marketing efforts, targeting customers with the right messages at the right time. In addition to personalization, first-party data can also help businesses optimize their marketing efforts by identifying which channels and tactics are most effective. By analyzing customer behavior across different channels and touch points, AI algorithms can identify the most effective marketing channels and allocate ad spend accordingly. Overall, first-party data is essential to AI-powered marketing, as it enables businesses to create more personalized and effective marketing campaigns.
1: Well, there you have it. I do love that ChatGPT gives you that like seventh-grade la- end-of-essay paragraph for just about anything you you ask it. It's it's. It's cute. Um I, I think we're all in agreement that first party data is going to be crucial. And quite honestly, we've all been gifted with this big announcement years ago that third party data was well, you got nine months and it's gone. And what that was like four years ago now, five. I forget exactly how mm-hmm. long. brands of all sizes. No one has an excuse to not be on top of their first-party data in 2023.
2: Yeah, and, and and well said by you and our friend. And I think you know even even something simple, which which maybe goes to our previous question, just about um, media channel selection, tactic mm-hmm. selection, targeting the media mix model, the attribution piece. That all is going to be a function of. Uh, the way marketers have their data set up and that efficiency can only happen uh, if that preparedness has taken place for sure.
1: You took the word right out of my mouth. I was going to bring it back to uh, to your very, very first point on this pod. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Futures Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next Tuesday for part two. In the meantime, if there's a topic or guest you'd like to see on the podcast, shoot us a note at marketingfutures@ana.net. At We'd love to hear from you. And as always, everything you need to get ready for the future of marketing is waiting for you at ana.net slash futures.
0: This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.